So welcome to another Conveyancing Matters show. Today we've got another guest. So welcome Darren Parfit from Prosperity Insurance. Welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. Today we're going to have a, a quick discussion about indemnity policies. It's something that uh, us lawyers use probably almost on a daily basis now so we thought it'd be a good uh a good topic to discuss so darren why don't you introduce yourself uh tell us a bit about yourself firstly and then a bit about prosperity yeah of course no worries well firstly hello and uh, welcome to anyone joining um yeah so my name is darren parfit i'm the business development manager here for prosperity insurance um prosperity insurance actually covers three main types of insurances and i'll just quickly go through those before we get to the conveyancing indemnity um we do ate insurance after the event insurance uh we cover things like personal injury clinical negligence that type of thing um we also very briefly um, or very quickly actually going to be introducing a probate insurance policy as well so as a company we're expanding we're growing we're trying to add new products what we're obviously talking about today is the title indemnity insurance for conveyancing transactions uh, that's my section of the business uh, and hopefully i will class myself as an expert on that um, but we'll see um, so I'm, I'm sort of looking to introduce our services to uh, conveyancing uh, conveyancers in and around the uk uh, and seeing how we can help uh, streamline your insurance process uh, and help you with the tricky ones. Okay, cool. So, how did you personally get into indemnity insurance? What was your sort of road into this as your uh, as your future career? Well, I've always worked in property, to be honest. So I started off as an estate agent um, and always loved property for my sins. Don't know why. Um, but uh, yeah, so I worked in an estate agency. Then I moved into a probate company um, dealing with uh, probate matters. And part of that was house insurance. Uh, we provided house insurance. And I've always found the insurance side really fascinating. It's a bit of a minefield, uh, to be honest with you. Um, it's a huge learning curve, but I always found it quite fascinating. Um, and that's when I saw the job come up for Prosperity Insurance. I uh, wanted to work in the property side still, uh, which I can do uh, for the conveyancing side. And indemnity insurance is one that I've always been a little bit intrigued with. Um, so went for the interview, got the job, um, really learning um, as I'm going as well. Everything's mm -hmm. still a learning curve. Uh, you can never, ever stop learning new things. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoying it. Um, and, and that's how I, how I got into it. I've just always been in property. Okay, okay, cool. So if we cut to sort of having a bit of chat about um, policies and, and, and what we do on a day to day basis. So I think, certainly from maybe an estate agent's point of view, and, and with your background, it'll be really helpful actually to comment on this. I think everyone kind of feels that maybe ordering an indemnity policy is a bit of a magic wand to making sure everything's okay. And, you know, I wonder how much attention some people pay to you know, looking at the special conditions within the policy. So do you come across that kind of innuendo that the policies just sort everything out by magic? Yes and no, actually. It's a really tough question to answer because it depends on who you speak to. Mm. Um, so I've been quite surprised. I always thought it was a little bit of a magic wand to be completely honest with you before I sort of was actually in the in the game um but a lot of people that I speak to quite a few actually I turned around and went look I don't do indemnity insurances I'd rather rectify the problem myself um and then of course you've got your conveyances that go yes I love an indemnity policy my clients do it just gets the transaction through I think what the industry is focusing on at the moment is two things quality and 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 of course speed the problem is is that the general public in my view, on speed hmm. and how how are we going to get things through quicker? How, how are we going to streamline everything? In indemnity insurance is a great way to do that. 
because, of course, rather than rectifying the issue, which can be quite lengthy, um, you, you provide an insurance policy that covers against it and covers any losses against it. And that also obviously works towards the lender as well. It satisfies the lender's needs. Again, that can be, depend on the lender, uh, of course, because they have their own own um, rules and regulations over that. Um, but yeah, it's a yes and no question, really, because, as I say, it really depends on who you speak to. And it's really interesting to see what the next batch, the next generation of conveyances mm. are going to lean towards. Are they going to lean towards the speed and go indemnity, indemnity, indemnity? Or are they going to be taught the way that everyone you know, in the past has been taught and rectify the issue? It's the quality yeah. of service that we're providing. Um, but yeah, to be honest with you, I really, really don't know um, the right answer to that question, because as I say, it really depends on the person. But it's a really good point, actually, because from my perspective, doing the indemnity insurances, I can see different sides of, of the coin. Um, I mean, sure. What do you think in terms of your side of it? Do, do you think it's a magic wand? <laughs> to a degree, it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think from from my perspective, the issues are understanding what the policy is going to do and cover. And of course, mm. all, albeit it might cover you know a part of a defective title, it won't practically um, cover circumstances where maybe there is an issue. Um, and I think one of the problems, particularly when we deal with our work referrers, um, state agents in particular, and, and you mentioned a new breed of younger people maybe coming through into the industry, there is always that thought that an indemnity policy can be sought for any problem. Um, you know, we talk about defects in title, but it literally, I think there's a bit of an innuendo that you can just insure absolutely anything. Um, and of course, that's not the case. And also, I think maybe outside of the legal industry in particular, there's maybe a lack of understanding that these policies are like any other insurance policy in that there are conditions that need to be satisfied uh, and that are attached you know to that said policy so whilst i think it's um obviously obviously it's a massive help you know to us conveyances um, yes, yeah. but equally yeah i think it does sometimes create its own problem when the lack of understanding creeps in insofar as yeah you can't just ensure absolutely anything you know you can't indemnify you know silly little things you know so yeah it, it works both ways and you know from um a point of view in terms of advising a client whether you actually sort something out or whether you indemnify it, I think you've actually got to take your client's instructions. Yeah. You know, you've got two clients, you've got the client you're acting for that might be moving in or moving out. Um, and of course, you've got a bank potentially as well that you've got to take in, into consideration. So you kind of need to explain to the client the problem um, and then what you're looking to do to rectify it and, and, and why you're going to insure it. You know, there needs to be a good reason, i.e., is something that maybe you can't rectify or you know like you say speed means that this is the best option and you know what you're, you're absolutely right it's the the lack of understanding because i've been an estate agent and uh, i'll completely admit as an estate agent you you don't know the whole process of conveyancing um and it, it seems that estate agents and conveyances have a very very volatile relationship um and i don't understand how why it happens that way you know we're, we're all doing a job we should be working together and it's the, the estate agents can sometimes be um, be the problem, uh, as well as mortgage brokers and, and conveyances. We can all have a or be a problem at certain points, but it's the lack of understanding that, yes, that insurance policy will just fix whatever yeah. problem arises. It's gonna, just going to happen. Um, but indemnity insurances aren't built for that. They're built for specific issues mm. um, and depends on the type of insurance you take of, of also how long that insurance policy is going to be valid for, yeah. um, what the what conditions are in that insurance policy. Um, because it's not just a case of you take out an insurance policy, you're covered for life, 
there are conditions which you need to be aware of. Um, and of course, there are sometimes there are time constraints. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the devil's always in the detail. Um, and it, it amazes me the simple, you know, the simplistic view sometimes people have that, you know, you just get a policy for this. Maybe if you're acting for a vendor, um, you've got less of a worry. But certainly if you're acting for a buyer, you really do need to evaluate that policy and report to the client, you know, on the policy that you're going to accept um, on their behalf. So, you know, it's, it is it is an important one. And sometimes I think maybe something that we overlook. Yes, uh, I completely agree. Completely mm-hmm. agree. Um, but as I say, we, we built we build the indemnity policies for that particular reason. Um, and we're always adding new policies as well. You, you're always going to find new policies going to crop up in particular reasons, particular uh, problems uh, arising. Um, so there is, in a sense, a bit of a magic wand um, yeah. in terms of fixing a particular issue just by providing an insurance policy against it. Yeah. But as I say, it cannot fix everything. It just can't. So would there be any mistakes you think lawyers maybe make when they're when they're picking a policy um mistakes no i think some it's it's again the learning curve it's it's understanding uh the policy that you're taking out as well and conveyances on insurance um we all know insurance documents i know from doing it myself they're a minefield you read through there's 20 pages and you're like wow there's a lot here um but i think the biggest things just to be aware of is that is the conditions within a policy just make sure you're aware what you can and what you can't do um for instance whatever happens if you're going to make a claim make sure the insurance company is aware every single step of the way mm. because not advising a particular problem will invalidate the insurance or can invalidate the insurance um so just make sure you're always keeping your insurer up to date of what's going on. If you are going to get a claim, if there's any hint of getting a claim, or if there is a claim to be made, there need to be aware straight away. Um, Also, there are certain conditions where things won't be covered. For instance, in some insurance policies, you'll find that by advising third parties that you've got a particular indemnity insurance may invalidate insurance absolutely yeah so and there's in certain certain instances of course um there'll be that case in in some there's not in some there is so just be aware make sure you read it make sure you advise your clients send the document on to your client as well just make sure that everyone's understood what's covered what isn't covered definitely definitely i think that's one of the probably biggest things um you know as lawyers we should all do is look at that advice we're giving to a client because at the end of the day it's the advice we give to the client that's really key uh, and making sure that we're you know making something again that's bespoke and in accordance with that policy not maybe a standard template that applies to everything because of course each policy is going to be different yeah and, and we don't know everything you know as a conveyancer you're, you're taking an insurance policy out from a company ask that company your question if you're yeah. unsure just just pop pop an email over pop a phone call over you know make sure you're asking them what is covered what isn't covered get it on an email confirm it on an email if you want to yeah. mm-hmm. um but just make sure you're aware of it because as i say that one that one thing that we overlook can cause a problem can make the difference mm-hmm. um but as i say you know most insurance policies are built for for no really special conditions um for the standard uh, conditions that you'll find in any insurance policies most of them are okay you just gotta make sure that what company you're taking it out, what insurance policy you're taking, just make sure you read it. Even if you think, I'm, I've taken this one out before, I know what it says, you never know, it might be updated and you haven't been made aware of it, so just make mm. sure you read it. Okay, so what, for example, there would be maybe the most popular uh, indemnity policies that people take out? I think we've got two uh, main policies that we, we get, which is most popular. Lack of building regulations uh, is one, indemnity insurance, and also no searches are coming up quite a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. at the moment so no search buyer no search lender 
it's quite surprising how many buyers now will forego that search. And again, that just comes back to, in my view, the speed. Yeah. They want it done, you know, especially a lot of investors. They just want to get it done and indemnify it against yeah. it. Um, I mean, I always recommend it if that's what you want to do. Yes, go forward. Yeah. But searches are so important uh, to yeah. do. You just never know what can crop up. Um, and again, not every insurance policy will cover the, the small particular things within a, yeah. a search that could come up and crop up. So again, always make sure you read the document. Um, but um, yeah, always make sure that you, you are absolutely aware of of the risks associated with not taking out um, an indemnity policy if you're going to go for a no search. Um, and again, a lot of lenders won't won't accept it either. Anyway, mm -hmm. to be honest with you, if you're not going to go for a search, they're either going to want an indemnity policy or they're not. And if they're not, you're forced to do a search. So. Yeah, of course. Well, it's interesting you bring up the, the no search indemnity because I, I would agree with you. I've seen more and more and more of these. And it seems to be, again, a default position for people yeah. to recommend. Um, but I always think in terms of the searches, that's almost one where you need to be really explicit to your client as to what's going to be covered. You know, yes, maybe a financial loss, if you can justify it, uh, of course, um, could be covered. But what about the practical um situation that you'll find yourself in maybe without having the information that you would have had if you had the searches um so i do again think it's one of those it's it's an easy answer isn't it to say oh indemnify this indemnify that maybe as opposed to maybe the lack of you know the building regs um yep. which maybe be a bit more black and white in terms of the advice again that you give to the client um absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely I, I do i do certainly recall sort of absolutely years ago you know when we first started looking at policies certainly you know planning and building regs seemed at that point to be the most popular um yeah. of course now there's such a vast range of policies that it's difficult to say from this end but um yeah you're absolutely right yeah. uh, chancel repair is another one that comes up which i still find really strange because in this day and age it's such a it's such an old it's such an old time restriction you get on the title or chancel repair but i always think of the case uh, about 30 years ago uh, i think it was a Warbank case uh, a couple had a farm and they got hit with around a two hundred forty thousand pound bill for repairs uh, mm. for the local church they knew nothing about it so of course when when they went through the purchase of it the conveyancer didn't flag it to them they they, they knew nothing about the the clause that was in their title at all so um and, and they ended up having to pay it they had to sell yeah. the farm i think they, they yeah. lost half of of their money or their income on that so it's so important to make sure that a you're, you're telling your client the right thing um b you, you're taking out the right steps for it whether that is to rectify the issue on that title or to indemnify it yeah. uh, and also remember to advise your client that most insurance policies especially ours they're covered for the lifetime of the property not just for that transaction yeah um so when you go to sell the property there on the insurance policy is still valid yeah the next buyer um and, and I think sometimes as well, what we see is a lot of duplicate buys in the sense of conveyance. Certain conveyances will buy a policy and then we'll see the property being sold again. Yeah. And another conveyance is dealing with it and they're buying another policy. We don't actually need to do that. Um, yeah. So it's important to to, to uh, be aware of that case as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of clients don't um, remember that. I, I think yes. sometimes it's an answer to get your transaction pushed through. But of course, once you've got the property, you, you kind of forget about those issues perhaps if it's something that may be uh unfamiliar to them maybe you know a defective lease something like that uh maybe you know that it's not going to practically affect them or they don't understand it maybe they forget they've got the policy so therefore it never really gets passed on 
Yeah, yeah, I, I found that with my house um, that, that I bought, to be honest with you. The, the old owner forgot that they had an insurance policy for mining and mineral rights indemnity. I bought another policy for it yeah, because yeah. the solicitor asked me to. And, and yeah, I completely get that when you're not used to buying properties, you're not used to these terminologies, you, you're not aware of it. Um, but I think it's just important that the solicitor will ask a question. Do you already have this? Do you know? Mm. And, and, you know, just make sure you're providing your client with all the best advice you possibly can. Um, but as I say, you know, for, for the policies that, that, that are provided, um, yeah, they are they are for the lifetime of the property. So it's always important to know um, that, yeah, don't need to buy two or three yeah. <laughs> of the same policy. But again, like you said, people forget they have it. <laughs> so I think one of the things um, people might be really interested to know is, you know, and, and I'm not sure whether you're going to have the answer to this, but sort of what percentage or, or number of claims that there might be each year. As, as certainly I I can barely remember any, maybe one I think that I've ever dealt with where there's been a claim. So, you know, are claims on these policies as minimal as maybe I would think they are? Yes, it, it really short. Yes, they are. And I've not come, I mean, I've not come across a claim just yet. Um, but it doesn't mean to say that there won't be, you know, there's always going to be uh, instances where there are going to be claims. I think the, some of the most popular claims are for lack of building regulations really? um, that we find. Yeah, that they can be the the sort of most some of the most common claims that we've found anyway. Um, but, yeah, it, it's quite minimal that we, yeah. we get claims, which is a great thing, um, you know, to, for us especially, but for, for the client as well, because it means that you're not coming across these issues after you've yeah. bought the property. Um, but it's that one transaction, isn't it? And, and take that wall bank case that I mentioned a moment ago, that one transaction where you don't take the policy out, that you just know there'll be an issue and there'll be a claim. Um, so it's still so important to have them satisfy the lender, satisfy your own needs, yeah. um, and obviously satisfy the, the advice you're giving your client because let's face it, if there's a mistake that's been made, everyone's quick to, to sort of throw their arms up in the air and say, right, there's yeah. a mistake been made, who's to blame? And, yeah. you know, it, especially in this day and age, we just need to make sure everyone's covered, everyone's provided the best advice and everyone is aware of what the risks are. Yeah. So just sort of leading on for that question, are you aware of any circumstances where people have these products and, for example, you know, a claim is bought and, and they're not paid out? Not from my knowledge, no. Um, not not at all. For, I mean, we all know house insurance and such like really difficult to claim on. Life insurance yeah, is sometimes exactly the road on. I was going down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we all know that. Um, but we don't do those type of policies because yeah. um, you have so many restrictions in in those type of policies. Whereas with indemnity policies, there's uh, the type we do. There really isn't that many restrictions over it. It's just a simple case of make sure you tell us every single time that something's happened. That's sometimes one of the biggest problems. And I think sometimes where people don't claim because they've either just forgotten they've got that indemnity policy, so they don't claim on it and they've got to try and deal with it themselves. Yeah. And by trying to deal with it yourself, you can also invalidate Invalidate it, yeah, ironically, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so important that your client as, a, as an owner is, is aware of what you've done initially um, and what you have initially because down the line if it's five years because these policies can sometimes be claimed on five ten years later yeah 15 20 um you know they are they are still valid um that if you do deal with it yourselves because you forgot you've got the policy that can invalidate it so i my partner she's she loves spreadsheets she's got spreadsheets for everything um and we just keep a folder and a spreadsheet on the computer of everything we've done with the house transaction yeah um i wouldn't do that i'm not i'm not mm. that uh that savvy but she does so if there is an issue We'll always go through it first, make sure we know what's happened, we know what we got, and then move on from there. I know not everyone's like that and not everyone can do that, but it's just so important, as especially as a buyer and also 
uh, you know providing advice to your your client just make sure you keep everything uh, <laughs> and you try everything you can to make sure that you are aware of what you've got what you've bought and what your rights are yeah of course oh brilliant well look, I've, I've really enjoyed this chat i think just to finish off um tips for our lawyers out there um that are looking to sort of solve their problems or wave that magic wand um i think from what we've discussed definitely uh, the devil's in the detail looking at the conditions um you know that are within the policy um yes. and i suppose you know making sure that your you know advice that you give the client sending them a copy of the policy and sort of pointing out those conditions is, is absolutely key oh, it's vital it's absolutely vital um and that that's everything to protect yourself and as i say if you're not sure of something give give your account manager a call um you know we're all here to help um and we can give you the best advice we possibly can brilliant that's great. Well, look, Darren, we'll wrap it up here. I'll put all your contact details, um, you know, into the video at the end. Um, so if any lawyers out there want to get in contact, they can always drop you an email, I assume? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, unfortunately for me, I'm always here. Um, I'm joking. No, pop me an email, I'll always reply, uh, and we can have a chat. Brilliant. That's great. Well, thanks very much for your time. No worries. Thanks, Stuart. Take care. Yeah, bye.